Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, a Bible study that I believe is going to be a blessing to you because it's a Bible study. Hallelujah. The Word of God is eternal. It is inerrant. It will stand and has stood the test of time. <laughs> the most controversial, the most attacked book in all of the world, and yet the best seller of all books that have ever been written. We're so glad to be with you today and to bring you a message from God's Word. We're talking about the subject today, No Jesus, No Hope. No Jesus, N-O Jesus, N-O Hope. And this is an incredible time that we're living in when we see the attack on the very Word of God. And we see the attack on the Christian community. Uh, we see it not in terms of the persecutions of the early church here in America, uh, where so many were killed in so many horrible ways. It is happening around the world, but not here uh, in America because of the safeguards of our religious freedom. But there is a persecution uh, uh, in the culture uh, that, uh, that says if you're one of those Christians, you're out of step with the culture. You are are some kind of uh, uh, of less than than what you ought to be, individual and up in the mental department. And friend of mine, I want you to know nothing could be farther from the truth. Today, to believe on Jesus, to trust in Jesus, and to follow Jesus is the greatest, most intelligent decision that you will ever make. The benefits are out of this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. And they will last throughout all eternity. You see, the gospel guarantees our salvation if we trust in Christ as our Savior. And the gospel guarantees His presence with us here every step of the way to heaven. And there's nothing better in all the world. That's why this is good news to a bad news world. Hallelujah. Well, let's read from Ephesians 2 once again, our foundational scripture for the teaching, no Jesus, no hope. We might say like many church signs have said, no Jesus, N-O, Jesus, N-O hope, but no Jesus, K-N-O-W, no hope, K-N-O-W. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 11 and 12 says, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision. In other words, the Jews called Gentiles uncircumcised. They were, they were not part of the covenant with Abraham, and therefore they were not part of that community of Old Testament believers. Verse 12 says that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Listen very carefully. Without Christ means that we have no covenant with God whatsoever. We can't claim the Old Testament covenant. It was, it was to the Jewish people and the Jewish nation, the seed of Abraham. But the moment 
You receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Scriptures declare there's neither Jew nor Greek anymore in terms of our relationship and our our covenant relationship with God. There's no more Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female. We are one in Christ. And the Bible speaks of that middle wall of partition being broken down. Hallelujah. And it speaks also in the book of Galatians about the fact that they that are of the household of faith, both Jew and Gentile, are Abraham's seed by faith, and the blessings of faithful Abraham have come upon them. Praise God. Uh, I, I want to reiterate today that without Jesus Christ, we do not have a covenant relationship to or with God. We're without forgiveness. We're still in our sins. And, and without Christ, therefore, we are without God and without hope in the world. Someone has said, and I agree wholeheartedly, the world sees only a hopeless end. The Christian sees an endless hope. First Thessalonians 4.13 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Hope is distinctive to the Christian. It sets us apart. No matter how dark the night, we know that morning will come. You see, the Bible says the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning that through the patience and comfort of the Scripture that we might have hope. And the Scripture declares that the God of hope fill you with hope in believing. Amen. And hope in the in the biblical sense for the Christian is the glad anticipation of future good. The glad anticipation of future good. Psalm thirty verse four and five says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness, for his anger endureth but for a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Praise God. Joy cometh in the morning. You see, the the darkest time in our life, it, we can feel like God is so distant from us. And we can begin to lose hope. And hope is crucial to faith. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and 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 that that we hope for is what the devil wants to begin to try to dismantle and get a deep discouragement down into our life those that man suicide lines are told if they can just get someone to wait 24 hours if they can just talk them out of taking their life in that crucial time when all hope seems to be gone if a glimmer of hope appears uh, if something can be said to bring a glimmer of hope to those who seem so helpless so hopeless without god and without hope in the world oh friend of mine everything changes it's it, we might call it the light at the end of the tunnel 
no matter how long the tunnel, how dark the tunnel, if we can see down through that tunnel a glimmer of light, we can get through that tunnel of discouragement, that tunnel of depression, and we can come through it. Oh, David said it well when he said, when he said, soul, why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for he shall yet be the health of thy countenance. In other words, he's just going to turn my frown upside down, amen, and turn it into a smile. Friend of mine, I want you to know there are tunnels we can get in in life that are so deep, so dark, and so long. If we can't see a glimmer of light, to that, that element of hope is vital to our victory over discouragement, over depression, over getting to that point that there seems to be no reason for living any longer. Listen, the darkness shall not prevent the dawn. That's what uh, this scripture is talking about. And according to Moffat's translation, an old and very accurate translation, it said, tears may visit us at night, but in the morning there are shouts of joy. Hallelujah. You see, the saved walk in the light of eternal hope, and the lost grope in the darkness of despair. I want to say that again. If you're saved today, if you're a Christian today, we walk in the light of eternal hope, and the lost grope in the darkness of despair. You know, the Bible said in Hebrews chapter 10, Cast not away, therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Cast not away your confidence in God, you see, who hath, which hath great recompense of reward. The Old Testament, the Old Covenant says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. We get sick. In our spirit man, we get sick in our soul. We get sick in our mind when we have no hope. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. And here's that anticipation of future good. For he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. He that shall come He's coming. Make, listen, this is not about the second coming or the soon coming of Jesus. This is God manifesting himself in the form of an answer to your cry, an answer to your prayer, uh, a, a promise of his presence that is experienced in your life. Praise God. He that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. In other words, it won't be on your timetable or my schedule, but in his timing, he will show up. And he will show out. Praise God. He will answer prayer if we won't give in and we won't give up. And hope is that anchor 
that is sure and steadfast for our soul. Praise God. You know, Abraham had to wait, but the Bible said he learned and staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And his anchor was was in that that is behind the veil, the anchor for his faith, the anchor for his hope. And what was behind the veil? Was it just that box with the Ten Commandments in it, made of gopher wood with the, with the mercy seat, that golden lid on top? No, it was the presence of God behind the veil. And God's presence was abiding here upon the earth, tabernacling with man behind that linen veil. And the person that that presence represented, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is a God who cannot lie. I didn't say he would not lie. He cannot lie because in him there is no darkness at all. And hath he not said it? And will he not do it? Oh, friend of mine, there will be tunnels. There will be tunnels where doubt will arise. There will be tunnels where discouragement will try to set in. I know because I've been in those tunnels. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that light is called hope. And that hope is anchored in the God who cannot lie. And therefore his word is so vitally important to us because not only does it give us a promise, but it reveals to you and I a person, a person. Hallelujah. So many times people are trying to stand on a promise and claim a promise when they really don't know and understand the person who made the promise. Because the promise friend, is only as good as the person who made it. If the person who made it doesn't have integrity, if the person who made it uh, is some some person who 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 is wishy-washy, who says one thing one day and changes his mind the next, a double-minded person or a, a person who doesn't keep promises that doesn't keep their word, then the promise is no good. But if the person is the God of the Bible, a God who in him there is no darkness at all, a God who said he watches over his word to perform it, uh, uh, the scriptures declare heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will remain forever. And friend of mine, I want you to know when we open the Bible, thank God it's been preserved for us. We have the word of God. Hath he not said it? And will he not do it? And we have need. And I preach this and teach this over and over to myself first before trying to convey it to anyone else. Hebrews chapter 10, after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions that wasn't just common to us, but to all the all those believers. Trials are not unique to you and me, but to everyone who follows Jesus. There will be testings, there will be persecutions, there will be tunnels, dark, long tunnels. And dark is one thing, but long, it's the length of 
of that trial that begins to wear on us and try to wear us down. And that's why this need is so vitally important in Hebrews chapter 10. But ye have need of patience. <laughs> that after you've done the will of God, that is, trust Him, believe Him, pray to Him, lean heavily upon Him, look to Him as your source, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. <laughs> confidence in who? In, in, in the promise or in the person who made it? Oh, it's in the person who made it. That's where the anchor is for your faith and the anchor for your hope. Abraham didn't stagger at the promise of God because his hope was anchored in the, in the person who made the promise. Hallelujah. And that's why, amen, that we want to get in the Scripture not just to find the promises alone, but to have revealed to us the God who made the promise to us. You know, when God made the promise to Abraham, uh, he said he could swear to David, even in the Psalms, he said he could swear by no greater, so he swore by himself. Amen. He, could, he committed himself by his own holiness to keep his covenant, to keep his promises to his covenant people. And we've discovered in the Word of God that we now are part of that covenant and we have this hope as an anchor, sure and steadfast for our soul. You see, the Bible said that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And the Scripture says that hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, when God answers, when God shows up. You know, I worked with a man whose wife had some kind of blood disease, and she kept deteriorating until the doctors shook their heads, and they literally couldn't fix it. So they couldn't fully diagnose it, so they couldn't address it. But she kept going down and down and down until her vitals were falling, and they brought in the family because they thought she was dying. And the family were crying. But this man, her husband, had hope because he was a Christian and he believed that God was a prayer answering God. Listen very carefully. And I love the way he put it in such practical and yet profound and powerful terms. He said he asked to be alone with his wife. He asked the nurses if they would could, could give him some time alone. He asked the family members that were all weeping and preparing for her demise. Could they give him some time alone with his wife? And they all left the room. And he said, I got down on my knees by my wife's bed. And I cried out to the Lord. And I believed that God was a prayer answering God. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the prognosis, no matter what the, the, the diagnosis, God is a prayer answering God. And he said, Pastor Venable, he said, he said, he said, you know, 
He said, he said, I believed that God was going to move in behalf of my wife. And he said, and God showed up and then God showed out. And he said, about an hour later, my wife woke up. She asked for a glass of water. She began to recover from that moment. And within two weeks, she was out of the hospital. She was well. They couldn't, they never found out exactly what was wrong, but they did find out that God is a prayer answering God. And she went home and she was alive and well three years later when this testimony was given. And I never forgot the term that he used. God showed up. And God showed out. And that's what we're talking about. When he that shall come will come. He may not be there when you feel like he should. He may not be there when you feel like you are, have reached your limit of believing and trusting him. But hope says that he is coming. Amen. And we have need of patience, that persevering faith that he that shall come, he is coming. That that's a, that needs to be a settled thing in our hearts. That that anchor for our soul is the fact that God is a prayer answering God. You see, the Bible said, "If if this is the this is the confidence that we have in Him, if we have if we ask anything according to His will, we know that He hears us, and if we know that He hears us." We know that we have the petition that we have desired of him. This is a no-so faith. Before we see anything, before any part of the circumstance changes, we know in our heart because our faith is anchored in the person who made the promise. So we need both. We need the, to know God enough to trust Him. And we need to know what He has purposed by discovering His promises in the Word of God. And then we need to claim the promise and stand on the Word of God. Amen. Proverbs four eighteen and 19 says, But the path of the just is as the shining light which shineth more and more unto the perfect day. But the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. I'm going to say it again. The saved walk in the light of hope, and the lost grope in the darkness of despair. The Amplified said, The path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous is like the light of dawn, that shines more and more, brighter and clearer, until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. Look at the path of the unsaved, but the way of the wicked is as deep darkness. Oh, the depths of darkness that whelm the Christless heart. A missionary once said, A great without is written upon the lost. A great without is written upon the lost. In other words, they are without God and therefore without hope in the world. And someone said once again, 
the lost see a hopeless end. They see death as as a final, uh, final thing that nothing can conquer. The Christian sees death as a gateway to life eternal. Hallelujah. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So that separates us, for we are not like others who have no hope. Praise God. There's hope for you today, dear friend. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you don't know Him as your Redeemer and friend, then you're without God, the Scriptures declare. And if you're without God, you're without hope in this present world. And it's one of the worst places you could possibly ever find yourself is to be without hope. Someone said you could live up to 30 days without food if you have a strong constitution and you have excellent health. You could live up to three days without water before dehydration begins to weaken you and threaten your life. You could probably hold your breath or be underwater for about three minutes before you begin to die and brain cells begin to die and you go unconscious. But you can't live three seconds without hope. And that's why the suicide rate is so high in one of the most prosperous countries in the world. And that's why bullied teenagers kill themselves when they feel like I'm a hopeless case. Nobody likes me. I'll never fit in. There's no way that nothing will ever change. I don't want to live any longer. Second greatest killer of young people today is suicide in America. A friend of mine, that should not be. Oh, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ today. And if you will repent of your sin and accept Jesus as your Savior, you will not be like others any longer because you will have an eternal, everlasting hope. (laughs) And your heart won't be sick any longer because you will be saved. Come to Jesus today. And Christian, if you're in a tunnel today, there's light at the end of that tunnel. Keep on believing God. Keep on trusting God. And let the God of hope fill you with hope as you believe Him for it. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs>